0: Eye in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back. I survived the hurricane. Can you stand it? Can you even (laughs) stand
0: it? I'm so happy that you survived. Thank you.
1: you know what? Stuff got wet. Yeah. Like outside? That happened. No, listen. I'm, I'm just breaking balls. But a lot of people are like, well, "It's just going to be a rainstorm." It was a lot more than just a rainstorm, okay? Mm-hmm. And all of the hype leading up to it, and then no one died and there was no damage. People are going, "See, told you so." I'm saying, like, because we had time to prepare, people took it seriously, and so we were prepared. So that's why there was no damage. There was a lot of fucking rain. I told you, I'm
0: surprised somebody didn't do a man on the street interview with you so that you could tell the people what it was really like to seven survive. Seven inches
1: that. of rain in my backyard. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of rain at one time. Palm know, Springs is still inaccessible. You can't get into Palm Springs. Try it. You can't do it. Yeah. Well, I'm so know.
0: happy that you made it out and that you're not doing this podcast on a raft. Because yeah, I know and, how dedicated you are. And I know.
1: Or in the Pacific. I mean, an earthquake hit. One of these days california's gonna just break off um but uh thankfully it wasn't it wasn't the big one but it was pretty big it was five five point something up in ojai just a couple hours north of l.a in the mountains so uh it's, that's such a california thing right to have a lot like, not
0: really i mean did you see that thing in the new yorker like a few years ago where it's like seattle's toast and yeah. everybody oh my gosh oh my God. and then you know you just kind of go back to business as usual
1: yeah we're all we're I mean, a ring of fire yeah you're right i know yeah it's crazy yeah. it is really crazy but uh but no everything's good um how was your uh how was your weekend
0: great weekend busy 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 how about you oh that's right you were surviving i forgot
1: i was i was in survival mode yeah you got that right I had to put tarps on Oh things.
0: my gosh. You know what? You're going to use this as the opportunity to try to get that bunker in your backyard. Again, you're going to be like, honey, I think that you can see now that it's time. Cause remember we talked about that in episode I'm looking at uh, cause
1: I'm at a different location today, but I'm looking out my back porch right where that bunker would go and no one would know it. It, I mean, it's the, it's,
0: I can picture you wanting to have like sending out flyers for a bunker party.
1: So no, I wouldn't tell anybody. No one would know about it. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't t- <laughs> tell no one about it. Mm-hmm. It's where my family and my cats would survive the coming apocalypse, and mm-hmm. uh, I would stock it with like just stuff that I like. It'd be a bunch mm-hmm. of like licorice and
0: I was gonna say licorice candy
1: and licorice. yeah, licorice <laughs> <laughs> bars. Would. Of course there would. <laughs> Of course there would be, it would be fantastic. Um, but so listen, this episode, um, well, first of all, first of all, yes, often at the, at the top of shows, except last week when I was mad at you, I say very nice things about you and, and they're all true. And I think this episode, uh, encapsulates you operating really at the height of your creative and investigative and kind of emotional powers and your powers of storytelling and everything because, uh, it all really came together in a really well-crafted, really difficult to listen to, uh, tragic, informative uh, story. And uh, you know, and a lot of times it's just you know by not interrupting, right? Just letting the letting the detective talk, just giving him space, right? Letting him kind of find his way through the emotions that he was kind of reliving. Um, letting the interview with that piece of shit murderer just play. Let let let, making sure we hear exactly what kind of a madman and a monster that that this guy is, you know. So so all of those things, um, really really well done. Uh, And so uh, all that's all those times, nation, when you hear me singing Carolyn's praises, this is why, because this is what she is capable of. So very well well
0: done. Thank you. I mean, here's the thing about like I think we were laughing callously about me leading, um. (laughs) <laughs> me leading uh mac to that truck and and i was kind of giggling about what he was doing and and i know that it, it's he kind was of jagging a- off and 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 like letting them tell part of them tell their story and clay is like he's so tight-lipped he was a great interview, incredible interview. I actually had seen him on a different show on a true crime show, and he was like the the strong silent type, but but that wow. emotion was there. I didn't
1: come across in this, he seemed very, you know, uh, very willing to talk to you. So it didn't, he didn't come across as
0: well. I mean, strong silent type, meaning like I I bring up that thing with, you know, when when you, I was interviewing him, you know, you always get the vibe of the person and it's like letting them, you know, kind of go down that path. I mean, the the interview was like about an hour and a half. And um, and so my point in all this, I guess, is that the payoff I feel was like listening. And then that emotion. And, and a lot of times when you talk to, you know, detectives or just people in these types of positions, you know, it's hard to get to that emotional place because they have to do this veneer and I just felt like um he really expressed himself in a way that was incredibly powerful. So I'm glad that you got something and felt something because of it. Because I I did too. And and I really enjoyed uh talking, talking with him.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I could tell. I can tell. So um, man, this is one of those. Well, we'll 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 get to it because there's one part in particular that really kind of sets this apart from the, the stuff that you normally do or stuff that you normally hear or see or kind of learn about when it comes to like true crime stuff, but we'll get to that later. So Meredith Emerson, the, the, the victim here, prime of her life, prime of her life 24. um I love hiking in the, in the woods. Okay. I'm up there. I'm doing it. Like I get it. I see some weirdos like beginning of the summer, there's going up the trail that I go, there's like the main fire road. That's like as wide, wide enough for a fire engine to go up. Right. And then there are these trails that kind of branch off that people have kind of worn over the generations. Right. Very clearly marked, but they take you up a different way, like off, off trail. Um, and, uh, and so I like going up those cause it's get a little steeper at some points, you know, and really gets the, the the blood going. And then right at the top, um, there's a little clearing with the tra- fallen tree where people sit and like, give their dogs water, or look at the view of the, the city or whatever. And I'm, and I'm running by there. And, uh, and I see a dude off in the bushes, obviously a homeless guy. Okay. Like he's got his stuff there. He's got his backpack and he's dirty and he kind of looks at me over his shoulder and, and I just like kind of nod and keep going. All right. I'm like, Oh, that was kind of weird. I wouldn't like my wife being up here alone, but whatever. And then like two days later, there's cops everywhere. um, And I get talked to. Uh, Do I know this guy? haven't had I seen him because he was up there uh, pleasuring himself at the top of the trail whenever female hikers would go by. And finally, I mean,
0: obviously you sense that when you, you know, his his furtive behavior.
1: Yeah. But also look, I try not to hate on homeless people because they're just trying to get by and do what they can. Right. And if this guy was up there, you know, like wanting some privacy because he was changing or something. I was like, I actually thought, like, hey, good for you. You're not doing it out in the open. Like you're changing your clothes, like in the in the weeds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Whatever. But, but it was so quick. Cause I, w- I wasn't walking by. It was at a part of the trail where I run a lot. Right. So I didn't really, but then I'm like, Oh, fuck. And then it totally made sense. I felt like an idiot. right? <laughs> like, like, Oh, he was just doing something cool. No, he wasn't. He was, oh, well, and that's creep.
0: the thing. Like, I'm not hating on homeless people either. Yeah, I, like, no. I totally, I just feel like there's sometimes there's like a, that energy that yeah. i talked about it before where, you know, my daughter and I were at the gym together and our husbands well, her her boyfriend, my husband, they were with us and it was like a, a group session and the guy was just like weird. And my daughter and I both noticed it, but it wasn't anything that we thought, oh, okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, there were her and I, and, and the guys didn't even clock it at all. So yeah. I'm just saying, like, I do think, you know, you need to have evidence to back it up, but it's something to know. It's kind of like, right. yeah. This, and this, I agree this, with this, you. Right.
1: And where, where it gets where it gets weird for me, or can, not confusing, but just less clear for me, is that just about any transient homeless person, they instantly have a different vibe than someone who isn't that, right? They have an instant vibe where your antenna will go up just because maybe they're dirty or what they're wearing, or they smell a little bit, or they've got a bunch of plastic bags with them or, or whatever. Like you, there's instantly a vibe of different okay different may be dangerous okay um but they're not always dangerous i yeah. mean
0: not I i don't agree with that i would no. say that i think that you know you just as you said you can't judge a book by its cover right. people people that's- you you just it's it's like they're they have it's at a disadvantage because you know they, they don't have a place to take a shower they don't have you know right kids, that's what
1: I'm saying and so I I try to not and and hopefully not ever to my to my detriment, but I try to not assume the worst because my antenna goes up right. right.
0: Absolutely, but I think two <clears throat> things can be true:
1: yeah. that
0: you don't want to assume the worst, but also that you just like if you you're, you're of, jogging up a mountain by yourself, well, yeah,
1: assume the worst. You know, always it's like
0: you, you want to just note that and make sure you've got you know like a you know Meredith. I mean. Yeah. We can only hope that we would be able to respond in that way when that happens.
1: But oh, I don't we'll have talk a point about out. that. Yeah, we will talk. Yeah, about Yeah,
0: so yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, it's like you can't prejudge anybody, but yep. then again, it's like you know, you do have to trust your gut and just be smart and not,
1: right. you know, it's always better to err on the side of caution, of course. But so, so she goes. She gets in a fight with her boyfriend at the fireworks Fourth of July. Yep wakes up still fighting we've all been there yep and she's i'm gonna go hiking with her with with my dog which is great go for yep. it mm-hmm. and then uh i thought it was gonna be the boyfriend like right away thought it was gonna be the boyfriend all right and he because he kept the the guy kept saying it 93 percent of the time it's it's never it's oh it's always someone that they know i'm like okay dude so that's so I'll, pretty good
0: i thought you were how gonna he caught the boyfriend I thought you were going to, as you would say, bust my balls about it. Like, I know Carol is going to tease me on this one.
1: No, I thought I'm like, okay, finally, because the last few, you know, there hasn't really been a resolution. So I'm like, all right, she's getting to the end, like right away. We know who did it. And we're going to have a bunch of information about how we caught the fucking guy and what a piece of shit he is. And it's going to be great. But then it's not the boyfriend because he's out of town. The Phone records. I went, well, then what's what's going on? All right. Mm -hmm. Then. Then it got weird with this with this Seth Blankenship guy. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at Seth. Yeah. Kind of mad at Seth, but he's yeah. a law enforcement. He this fucking guy knows better. He takes, he finds all of the shit, He signs of his struggle, and goes into a 7-Eleven and says, Oh, I found this shit. What 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 is that?
0: You know what's so interesting is that I got the uh crime scene photos of not not of the of where the trail was. And yeah. I was actually really kind of torn with him too, because on the one hand, I thought it was really cool how he saw this broken tree branch. And um it was like a man tracker basically where and then he saw the scuffle marks. I mean it wasn't like it was obvious that there was this huge battle that had taken place. You know but what I mean? He, but like the it, stuff that
1: he found, right? He yeah. found like her stuff and a dog leash. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a weapon, a police baton. Yeah. Right, if he if he just calls the cops real quick and says, "Hey, I think something went down, maybe fingerprints or what you know, who knows," could have gone a very very different way. Is all I'm saying. And,
0: Mr. and, and I and Clay said the same thing, but he didn't want to. You know, he wanted to be really careful because he's like obviously nobody knew exactly. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But but could it could it have been changed if he would have called right away? You know. Well,
1: um, yes, hindsight is twenty twenty, and what my twenty twenty vision gives me on this is why the fuck would he, if he's going to do something if he's going to go through the, the trouble of collecting all of the stuff, right. Mm-hmm. Doing his investigation as a tracker and finding the broken branch and doing all of that shit. And then he goes to a convenience store to a stranger and says, just in case anybody ever asks, I found this stuff up on the trail. He doesn't have a cell. He could have called like right there. He knew yeah. something was wrong yeah. enough to tell a stranger, but he doesn't call the cops on it. I, I
0: Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. I I I know. Like okay. I I think that, you know, again, it could have been like maybe she twisted her I, I mean, I I have no I I have nothing, but I do twisted think that her ankle and it, like,
1: was, dropped her police baton. <laughs>
0: I don't know. And but did a little they,
1: and did a little dance on the trail to scuff up all the dirt and then break a branch.
0: But 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 one thing that was great about that was that they knew that it wasn't the boyfriend, thank goodness, because right. he obviously didn't match the description. And then they knew that uh, you know they could give the description out to the media. And so it yeah. was like okay, so there was always this kind of push and pull where it's like it, your heart's being wrenched out, but then again, it's like okay, we have another lead, so let's let's track that down.
1: Right, and so which leads to. John Ta- Taba Taba Aber John T- John yeah mm-hmm. um and gosh I don't even want to say this guy's name but the the killer <laughs> okay yeah. he, oh, this guy um Gary Hilton so uh there's just so I mean what do you say about this guy you know? He, he, I mean,
0: you didn't, there was a four hour interview tape, so I could have, I have a lot that I could say, but I don't even yeah. want to, you know, the only reason why I even wanted to put that in, I was so repulsed and disgusted by yeah. his views of everything and just every single thing, but like just what she had to endure, not only beatings yeah. yeah. and the abuse and the assault and, and the ultimate being murdered by this guy, but then his, his nihilistic like viewpoint of like, I mean, it's, it was just.
1: It's weird to have a superiority complex about hiking. Like that's, <laughs> he
0: did. That's exactly what it was. That's,
1: that's really weird. Oh, they think they're hikers? Blah, blah. Dude, that's not something to flex on. Okay? No, and he
0: was. You should have heard him. And he was talking about how they got their cotton, uh, you know, they got their cotton gear. They should be wearing the nylon, rayon, oh. or whatever. Like, that's the real no. hiking gear. That's the kind of stuff Fuckers. that I wear.
1: How dare they? Right? Like, that's that's a weird thing. That's a guy who's got really doesn't have a lot going on. I guess if he's got to hate on people who wear the wrong socks on the, when they're hiking. Okay.
0: I know. I know. And, and, and then his whole explanation about his teeth. I mean, what, what did you, I mean,
1: that made a lot of sense actually to me. No, I'm kidding. That fucking what the, what's wrong with this guy?
0: No, I know, but I can
1: snarl and go, no,
0: but what did you think? Like the whole, it wasn't just, I want to be scary. Okay. So there was that, but there was also, I want to make a political statement, sociological. I mean, I don't even know what that is statement yeah. about people who whiten their teeth and that he wants to be the absolute reverse of that. And he wants to point it out. I mean, it just was like in, in his head, like who, who, I don't even know if he believes that.
1: No, you know, I, I oh, I think he does. Cause that was another thing. Like he, he, I don't, it's weird. It's like a psychosis, obviously, but, but to have a superiority. Complex around hiking to think white teeth is like the bourgeoisie kind of you know you're a fake person because you want white teeth and and so as a result of it I'm gonna break mine I'm gonna break my own teeth so I can snarl at people and and make a weird noise arr, right whatever the fuck he, he and he thought that that was can the you, smartest can you,
0: can you shit do that again
1: can you do arr, that again <laughs> He thought that he was dropping so much knowledge in this interview. He,
0: you, absolutely, yeah. Brandon. Yes, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. He th- It was like he was on stage for these detectives. And I, one cut that I just didn't have time to put in, but I wanted to, was that Clay was like, it took everything I had not to jump over, across, and just basically kill this guy you know like he just couldn't you know he was so emotionally devastated wiped out just like and then listening to him monologue on like one topic from another topic to another topic about how great he was and I mean it was just like I mean hiking is the tip of the iceberg but can you imagine if he's got you know this expert on hiking just how many other expertises that he has in his you know toolbox uh, you know, he just, it just ran the gamut. It went for like four hours and then finally. Think, is narcissism?
1: About. Is it narcissism? Is an over-inflated e- in sense of ego? Like what, what is, I mean, like, I, mean, I arm, definitely, armchair think, psych- you know, psychology, the, this guy, like, what do you.
0: Yeah. I think he's a complete narcissist. And I think that he, um, clearly underestimated and thought he was such a badass that he could take, you know, Meredith down who was 5'4, 120 pounds. And mm. it just gave me and, you know, just her kicking his ass.
1: Well, see, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's something that we started to interrupt you, by the way, we don't normally get that in a lot of these cases. The, the perpetrators generally aren't as verbose as Hilton was about this. Okay. And he, and he was, and he just, and he just kept going. Okay. And given what the physical description that the detective gave him, that he was very physically fit. Right. He was like, Oh, this guy's a specimen. Even at 61, like he was strong, he was fit. He was whatever. And he had, he brandished two separate weapons and couldn't put this girl down. Okay. He had to do the fake finger gun in the pocket thing. Okay. To, to like, to get her to fucking chill okay or she would have kicked his fucking ass cuz she already was doing it successfully he was right. doing it she right. was absolutely so doing and i'm sitting it, there yeah. going who falls for my fingers a gun right okay a girl who has already seen this guy brandish two other weapons so she i would believe it that this person's really well armed and he just yeah. escalated his weapons i'm like all right the gun is next um but it's it's
0: but the, the thing about let me just pause for a yeah. second let me just interject real quick is that there was um, this monologuing, like I said, and, you know, narcissism and believing he was superior and all that. But then he also displayed this other part where he would talk as he went into this, he was a telemarketer. So he would go into this whole, um, kind of his sales pitch and his routine. And when he did that, he would say, honey, and he suddenly his demeanor kind of changed a little bit. I mean, obviously it was a complete act, right. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I could picture him saying, I have this gun. I don't want to use it, but I will, I, you know, just trying to, and maybe she just was like, okay, let me try something different. Let me just, cause she would try it. I think she tried to escape during the the four days too. And it just, it unfortunately didn't work out. But I think that there was some of that too, of where it was yeah. like did play that emotional uh, card with her. And, and I don't know for a fact if, if that's what it was, but, but I felt like I saw glimpses of that during the interview where he changed a little bit and you could see that he, maybe he could kind of talk, talk away that, that would get her to think, okay, if I just do what he says now, I've tried kicking his ass, almost did it, you know, maybe let me try um, doing it this way. And maybe he'll let me go, you know?
1: Well, there's no justice here, but there is a, maybe a small measure of justice that he has to live with the fact that he couldn't beat up. Hundred and twenty pound girl with a knife and a fucking baton that he had to trick her into thinking that he had a gun, this coward, you know. Um
0: you know, his, his brain, he he didn't even want to give her credit for what she did because I didn't play the part because I just didn't want to take away yeah. from her badassery and just yeah. her just awesomeness. But he was then tried to say, Oh, well, just because she has a black belt, you know, people don't really that's not a big deal. And you know, <laughs> like I mean, it was just kind of like, what she <laughs> nearly vested you what are you talking about she took both of your weapons she didn't hesitate she was everything that you weren't you know you you ambushed her and she just didn't skip a beat and just totally was like almost got away and that's like the the heart heartbreaking heartbreaking part of this story that it's it's just kind of like if only she she could have
1: so why like so the big question is Hold on. Why keep her alive for four days?
0: Well, I mean, according to the profile, um, he was a sexual sadist and a control freak. Oh,
1: Jesus and so Christ.
0: I think that, you know, that was his ultimate thing is to control somebody, you know, because why would he keep doing this? Why would he keep like this is not a way to make money, to rob people, who are hiking and, and, and take them to the ATM. And like, this is not a great plan. You know, like, if you want to get money, is this the best way that you can do it?
1: You know, uh, I kind of can... wish I didn't know that. <sighs> what? Well, I just, you know, I, I, I guess I just kind of wish I could have kept a picture in my mind that he just, you know, had her tied up in the back of the car and just, you know, threw food at her for three days that he didn't have any, any other, Motives, but okay. So, uh, the guy I love the fucking guy that called in from the gas station. Do you oh, I know? He said, Did I take him down? <laughs> He's yeah. like, No, yeah. no, yeah, take yeah. him down. He would have done it. Like, I'm picturing this guy, that guy was ready to roll.
0: Well, I think that that was a testament to the media. Like, he kept, yeah. he, they kept talking about the roommate and her um network and how this just took off and so i feel like the whole state was like we got to get this guy we got to save meredith yeah. as the details started rolling out about meredith and people start getting to know her and 24 years old at the very beginning of her career like everything going for her she majored in french and like had won an award yeah. for and, and just was a, a great person, right? Had a rescue dog. I mean, just every single thing that you could imagine. So like everybody was rooting for, the, for law enforcement to, and this was that kind of case where everybody just kind of on boards and it's a collective, like we need to find this person. This is our yeah. sister, this is our daughter. This is, you know what I mean? And, and so I think like, that that guy yeah. was like, I want to be a part of taking. You cannot let this guy get down, and just a
1: description of of Hilton, and it was just so. Yeah, easy. He's here. I know for a fact it's the guy. He is here. He's unloading shit from a van. Like, get here right now. Should I get him? No, don't get him. Get him. right. Cops are here. They got him. They got him. They got him. So, and that. Leads and he to- said, I don't know if you
0: caught the end of it, but he said, "DeKalb's finest," and that was the local. Police. Yeah, DeKalb, DeKalb County.
1: County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And I was like, you know, this was really like one of those things where you know people band together. I mean, I'm not going to say it was like 9-11, but I'm just saying like that kind of like...
1: Oh, yeah, community like, coming together 100%. Coming together. And, um, and so, which now leads me to like, for as smart as he claimed himself to be, uh, mm-hmm. that was a dumbass thing to do if you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. Just a big public place where you know everybody's looking for you. You was smart enough to change the license plates on his van, but dumb enough to mm-hmm. just start dumping shit. In a dumpster right near the woods where the victim is tied up yeah yeah no i know i could always count on the stupidity of criminals you know that that they'll do something dumb but christ almighty that i mean and then it and then and then it gets all sad again where he goes back and 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 she said i thought you were going to leave me here she thought she was going to starve to death chained to a tree you know i know I and mean, that's
0: what I'm saying. That there had obviously been like
1: you a know, relationship had, of someone, not not really like a stock. I, I
0: know. I, I that's why I paused because I I I don't obviously, but she was hoping that that maybe in those well, moments when she he could had
1: appeal to some kind of yeah humanity.
0: Yeah, and that and that she believed that maybe you know that that maybe he would, you know, that maybe he would because when he would say, "Honey." And he just, it was like a light had switched during this interview when he would right. describe the things that he said and how, you know, when he would talk to people and and like, I think that there was that component of that sales pitchy type stuff where he had it, he had it together enough to have this whole manifesto of his belief system and all that. But I think he also, you know, the practical side of being a, a telemarketer for 10 years and saying the things that, you know, people want to hear to get the sale yeah. and, You know, um, I I think that, you know, that was at play here too. There was that psychological, you know, he was just, you know, this is the, as we've learned in the other episodes, like he probably enjoyed every single minute of this, Brandon. He, in, you know, to Mm -hmm. us, it's like, it is so tragic. It is terrible. It's, but to him, he probably loved every day of this. You know, having someone captive who would have to listen to his diatribes and right. his—how great he
1: is! Yeah. yeah,
0: and and he gave her books to read, and it was like these like books where it's like talking about basically about his his belief system and
1: right. You know, so do you think that uh, because I, I it was interesting when the detective said, "You don't become this at sixty-one years old. No. You don't have four bodies in two months." Because something breaks in you at 61. It usually you you become this in your late teens, early twenties. So mm-hmm. could we could there be 40 years of victims out there?
0: I mean, look at he wrote a freaking screenplay in the 80s about this. I mean about
1: hunting we, women in the in the Georgia mountains. I mean, dude, I mean, come on, a little on the nose.
0: I mean a little on the nose. I yeah. mean, that's like up the nose and just inside your head. I mean, it, it's just right.
1: Oh, that great story! The most dangerous game. Do you ever read that?
0: Um, no. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm thinking of a what? What? Tell me.
1: Really great, wonderful story. I, I, I guess I haven't read it in years, but it's basically you starts off and you're on a, a, a like a wealthy yacht, like a rich man's yacht, somewhere like in a in a beautiful part of the world, out at sea, something. And and this guy gets a little drunk and and happens to fall overboard in the middle of the night okay and no one hears it and he's got to swim and he knows earlier in the in the in the chapter they they mentioned they see lights on a on a, on a small island like far away and someone says oh no you know a rich guy lives there blah blah, blah. there's only one house whatever then the guy falls off and so he knows where to swim and so he swims to this island <clears throat> and sure enough it's very wealthy uh kind of eccentric man lives there and he's got a, a crazy like assistant who's this big like native dude and uh And he wines and dines him in in this wonderful library and they're eating and the guy, you know, and then eventually he tells him that anytime someone winds up on his island, they go through the same thing. The guy's a hunter. And he said, I'll give you like a 12 hour head start on the island, but then I'm going to come after you. Okay.
0: I feel like I've read this before or seen a movie like this.
1: And the guy had a kennel of a bunch of dogs. And he said, because, because my dogs are hungry and, and you're going to be their dinner eventually okay what he didn't know was that the guy he was hunting was like this fucking super cool like really smart problem solving kind of guy and was setting all of these traps and doing all this stuff Oh, i remember okay and he and he winds up obviously he winds up winning and killing the bad guy and i remember like the last line of the book is something to the effect of uh the dogs had never eaten so well like he, they, they he ate the owner. Yeah. yeah he fed the yeah. owner. Yeah. That's
0: just dessert. Oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Really,
1: really wonderful story. The most dangerous game is what it's called. Yeah.
0: I feel like I have read that. I I mean, because, but I mean, there are, that's exactly who this guy was, except for he wasn't rich, you know, obviously right. but, it was but,
1: as much was of that, a psychopath. Right.
0: Right. He wanted to hunt people in the pleasure of hunting them. And then he wanted to especially since she kicked his ass so bad like of course he wanted to dominate her even more right i mean that would make sense in that kind of you know cosmology of his right
1: yep
0: well what did you think of his diatribes and all of his like what did you think when you heard him was it what you expected was it
1: uh no not at all what i expected not at all what i expected but you know think you think like uh, like kaczynski with his fucking batshit crazy manifesto or like all of these even like i'm doing this john wilkes booth story right now and and just the letters that he was writing in his 12 days on the run were full of self-aggrandizing uh like lies like demonstrable lies that he said he wrote 60 miles when everyone knows it was 30 like he thinks we're not going to fucking figure this out and and he's and he starts rewriting the history of what he did like with oh, not even a week later right like Comparing himself to to Macbeth and to William Tell and to and to and to Brutus and all and and so it's just so it's like all of these murdering kind of scumbags uh, they they think that they have a mission right they think that they have something of importance that's driving them but if it if you wind up having to hurt and fucking murder people you're just full of shit obviously you know what I mean it's it's just all it's sad that they think that they're that they're driven by some kind of higher kind of calling, right? Mm -hmm. To do stuff. You know.
0: And that's what makes me think back to him sitting in his cell, you know, feeling, feeling having to live with the fact that she almost bested him is that he's not doing that. He's already replayed everything and and come up with an alternate ending, ending to that as to why it, it didn't have anything to do with her prowess. It didn't have anything to do with her, her determination and skill and, you know, getting her black belt and doing all those things, you know, it was all about, you know, he changed, he, he's changed that already. And so that that sucks because I would love to have him sitting there, you know, stewing in it and having to relive that over and over and over again. That would just make me I think that you said it so well when you talked about um the the guy that kidnapped the little girl and then murdered her in a previous episode and you're like i hope that he just heals enough every day to get it again and again and again like i was like yeah that that sounds <laughs> you're so what, smiling
1: i know so what happened to hilton is he alive still i don't think you Yeah, he's
0: him. on death row he's on death row
1: so he's waiting death for the name yeah but needle, he's already
0: right? described he doesn't care about that because he's like it's going to cost you guys two million dollars to do okay fine and but by, by the time i'm 76 take me or 86 or whatever. Like he already knows the game. And so he, you know,
1: That's yeah. True. Wow. Are people investigating uh, additional potential victims?
0: Yeah, they are, but um, they, he's a suspect in five um, unsolved murders, but he's not talking and they don't have physical evidence to tie him, you know, to to it but i mean clearly he, there could be more and more and more you know
1: is there a de- potential deal where they they won't give him the needle if he if he gives up like victims
0: i mean i think that if that was, were going to happen it already would have happened
1: right. what do you think yeah. about deals like that
0: i think it really depends i think that depending on what the family wants
1: yeah i think
0: they have to be you know if they want to know like in this case like they wanted i mean i'm assuming that they wanted to to recover Meredith yeah, and that they needed his help in order to do that because these woods are so vast, right. you know, and he had separated, um, he had decapitated her, as you know. And so like, I feel like it's really, um, you know, the family needs to be brought into this. It right. can't just be, and, and I don't know, what do you think about deals like this?
1: Again, I almost exactly what, what you were saying. Like, I can see it. I can see it from both sides. I don't like to think about the one side, um, but I know h- where I would land. But um, if I'm just a casual observer, I would say no deals. Make him suffer, you know. Accidentally fuck up the injection so it burns for a long time, right? Like that's that's where I want well, no, to-
0: I mean like the Green yeah. Mile, that book where they didn't put the wet right. stuff the on the bad
1: there, right? death of Edouard Delacroix. Absolutely, because, like, that was such I a harrowing chapter. In that I
0: know, part. whenever I think of the death penalty, I think of like put water on the things. Oh like, my like, what? gosh! And then, right, Stephen
1: King at his best.
0: Oh my, what's your favorite Stephen King book? If you had to pick one, what would be the favorite
1: one? Oh wow! Um, geez, The Stand probably. Really, maybe um mm-hmm. just because there's he is such a broad canvas of emotion mm-hmm. and danger and you know this the the scene in the the scene in the tunnel uh coming out of new york the lincoln tunnel is was brutal like i because i grew up right there i've been through that tunnel at ten thousand times right and now that's all i can think about when i drive through it um now
0: that's the powers of good writing
1: <laughs> yeah no shit but you th- probably
0: read that when you were a teenager right yeah
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. um some of his short story collections really, really get me. Like I yeah, love the rafts.
0: Some... Raft.
1: Did you agree? Yeah. 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 And it's like, or man, yeah, that's such a good question. No one's ever asked me my favorite Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I love the novella that has uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption and the body. Like those are oh
0: my gosh. wonderful I was stories. So-
1: yeah. Those are great stories Hi. because that's the, that, that's the strange thing about Stephen King. Some of his, like, I'm like, Oh man. Like I didn't understand how he would get to some of the endings until I read his book on writing. And I realized that he doesn't start with an ending. He figures out the ending as he goes. And sometimes the ending's kind of stupid, right? Like uh, under the dome was a great, great fucking story, which in the ending, I was like, all right, I I don't like the ending. That was, I was mm-hmm. expecting so much more of it, but um. But then when you have Shawshank Redemption, where he gets you with such emotion, like mm-hmm. such fucking emotion, or with the body, like, why do you have to kill Chris Chambers? Like, why'd you kill him? Right? Like, I don't understand. And mm-hmm. then he has that, and he ends with the line, like, I never again the rest of my life did I have friends like the ones I had when I was 12 years old. Jesus, does anybody. And, and oh, wait, then- wait, so
0: you're- ta- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so stand by me. Yes. Stand by yes. me. Right. It was originally yes. called yes. The Body yes. Yes. when it was read. Yes, yes, right, right. yes.
1: Like- he he has specific lines in some stories where I just have to put the book down and then just go off by myself for a few days, right? And like think about shit because he's as and, good. And,
0: and then hold on a second, we're talking about like one of my favorites is Misery and just her oogie oogie doogie or whatever she would say would be so like oh. awful. Like
1: when right? she hobbled him. When she hobbled yes, him with the slingshot. Yes. Hammer, yes, like, yes. I. I. Yes. I oh. No, but Are you but it kidding was, me.
0: I know, and then the the drugs and the hardcore and the the hair and the yeah. you, know, you know
1: like, like classic the, thriller classic
0: scary scary in your mind imagining this yeah. that's his power you know
1: as good as he is at the horror stuff I think he's at his best with with his emotional stuff
0: yeah I mean Shawshank Redemption I mean
1: <laughs> incredible you know
0: I mean. i forgot i always kind of forget about that when i asked that question of course i was thinking horror but his other like you know Shawshank redemption the body i mean those are just so so amazing
1: age just like this because coming of age stuff you know like he's such a like there's a book called genius where a guy talks about like the the greatest writers of all time okay Mm -hmm. and uh number one is shakespeare and number two is cervantes and then He said there was only one living writer up until last month when Cormac McCarthy died. He said Cormac McCarthy for years was the only living genius of of a writer. And and it it always struck me when he talked about Shakespeare that in the literary circles, his nickname is Nature's Mirror. Okay, like that was his genius. He just Mm -hmm. sat there and he just was able with his pen and his mind to reflect Mm -hmm. what he experienced in nature in such a profoundly accessible way, you know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, you know, before anyone wrote anything, he wrote everything, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah. So, and that's what Stephen King is, for me, is able to tap into the emotional journey of, of, you know, from youth up until, up until now, how old he is now. Right. And so it, it's, he just, he just nails it. He just, fucking just gets it like right, right there. What scares you? What makes you fall in love? What, what makes you feel alive? What makes you wish you were dead? What makes you, you know, like all of those crazy things. And then funny, holy shit. He makes you laugh. Um, He did the, he wrote a book called suffer the, a short story called suffer the little children, which was crazy and prophetic, unfortunately um, about a, a school shooting in a fucking kindergarten. Which was awful, and you never thought that it would ever happen because it came from Stephen King. There's no way, and now you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's come true a lot. Um, he wrote like uh, in the original version of The Running Man, right? There was a uh, it was uh, he flew, yeah. a, flew a plane into a building to blow up the TV studio, right? Like 20 years before 9 11, you know, mm-hmm. just crazy. shit. Uh,
0: I mean, you forget how many books he's actually written in the movies, because I was just thinking of The Watch. What was that with, um, you know, More Cowbell? What's that actress? Yeah, with uh, uh, Chris Walken, Walken.
1: Christopher Walken. Walken.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, forget about that. Like, that's Stephen King. Like, it's just so... Salem's Lot.
1: The Shining.
0: Salem's Lot scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. That kid tapping at the window. I don't know why, somehow I went to a drive-in movie theater, somebody brought me to that, and that was like the worst, it was like a double feature with that, and uh, what was the other one? It was like a werewolf
1: one. Anyway. Look at old, like early Stephen King from Carrie, and- uh, And Carrie! uh, Carrie, The Shining, and and, what's the one with the car? Oh, Christine. Christine, holy shit. Christine, are you kidding me? I mean, just-
0: I know, I know. Kujo, Oh no! Like Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. cemetery. Gage, that little boy named Gage, and so creepy of him coming out, and like you can see why the mom would want. I mean, it's just yeah. Okay, we gotta stop because people are like. Crazy
1: is the opening of the stand, right? Where it's just a car Mm -hmm. slowly coming to a stop at a gas station because everybody in it's dead. Okay. And yes. from this, because it's the disease that escaped from the fucking lab in these people, and someone opens the door and oh right, Tommy Knockers, Tommy Knockers, Tommy Knockers. Did you
0: read Tommy Knockers? That was yeah. a trip Oh my yeah. yes, that was like with the with the digging up the yard and oh. like oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Great. Now I got to go, go through my library and find some old. I think awesome that
0: this, we had it. to get off of this case because that's how bad it is.
1: Yeah. 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 I needed the distraction. Definitely. I definitely need the distraction, but I I was honest in my assessment of, of really you kind of bringing all of, all of your kind of strengths together in one thing um, because uh, you know, kind of you think it's going to be the, the boyfriend then and, and then it's not. And then, we figure out what's going on and then you hear the guy's voice and hear him talking. And it was such a strange kind of examination of a psychopath. Um, and, and letting him talk about the fight, right? Mm -hmm. Like you talk about it, but then you hear it from him. So it really kind of drives it home. So it was all very, very well done. Um, really awful and disgusting subject matter, but, but you know, it's got to tell the story, you know? And I think the takeaway is, uh, if something, if you thinks, if something feels wrong, something is wrong, get the fuck out of there. That's it. Don't worry about he hurting did. someone's feelings. She,
0: she I know. And he it.
1: waited. He she waited dropped. for her. But that's the thing. You wouldn't. Gotta think come back thing. down. Urgh. Exactly. You with the teeth. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about this guy. Like I've, I'd, I'd punch him in the face. Tries to scare yeah. me with snarly teeth. You know what I mean? Because I, I, How many people did that work on? You know?
0: oh god no but he had weapons like those those are
1: no no joke no joke they will fuck you up absolutely Absolutely. all right so great job what do we got what do we got coming up
0: well i got a few things in the hopper we'll just have to okay Okay. all right sounds good
1: i will um i will uh get this uh get this one published asap so uh Everybody, thank you again for uh, choosing to spend some time with us out of what I'm sure is a busy week for all of us. So we very much appreciate it. Um, Please consider uh, patronizing the wonderful companies that support our show. And uh, if you have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us a like, give us a share, maybe write a review if you're so inclined. It helps more than you know. Uh, Carolyn, you'd like to add anything?
0: Yep. I'm Carolyn Osorio with Brandon Morgan, and we will see you next week.
1: Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Bye.
0: The Murder Chronicles is a Pie in the Sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening.